Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. After a successful mutiny, our heroes have escaped enslavement on the Deathwind along with the rest of the crew. But now they need to steal a ship of their own. Will their loot boat ruse work out? Will Captain Roberts tire of butthole's antics? Will Quinny flourish in yet another life of crime? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. You now find also that uh, sort of coming up your neck, just onto the sort of the side of your face, you've got a uh, light blue. It almost looks like veins, but it's basically like uh, electrical scarring. Well, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> surprising. Anyone else? Anyone else see anything? Weird. I watched this thing fly out of my hand and explode. Yeah, yeah, I watched Quinny be a real dick. I didn't do it. You <laughs> threw a ball at her, it knocked her over, and then it exploded. That's the worst thing you've ever done. You see me whip a cannonball at a guy. That's not my throwing arm. What? I didn't throw it. You took it out. It was like, listen, I've played vo- I've played basketball, I've played volleyball. You hold it with two what hands are those and you things? throw. They are sport. Oh, my I God. Reach, I reach into my pack, and I just pull out Bo Gentle's book, and I'm just holding it close to me. <laughs> it explodes. <laughs> it, it feels warm against That's, your chest. Okay, good. Like a hug. Aww. Okay. Okay, this is going terribly. I look over at the crew. Does anybody still have their hand axes? Being, you know, formerly indentured slaves, they all kept whatever weapon they could. So, yeah, they're all lightly armed. Great. I'm like, boys, it's sort of an all or nothing Put your axes in the bag, uh, and we're just going to stack it with weapons and, and whatever we've got so that it's something worth taking a look at. Sure, yeah, they, they trust you on that. So um, you sort of load it up with weapons. We'll take half the weapons because I don't want to leave them in the woods with no defense. I mean, if we're on the beach, why don't we just fill a bag with sand if it's just a loaded-looking Oh, no, bag? we just need something to like lay out so that when the mercenaries look, they're like, oh, it's worth looking at. Oh, okay. Whoever's preparing it, can you roll me a deception check in terms of your preparation? I'm probably not the best disguise artist. Quinny, you know what appeals to thieves. Sure, I'll roll. Total of 12. You arrange the weapons as best you can. The problem is that every weapon you put down, you're like, I wouldn't steal this. Like, yeah. you know, My heart's well, just not in it. Well, no, and they're, they're pretty rough. Okay, guys, I didn't <laughs> want to do this, but maybe we can use the axes as a bottom half and we can put up some of the good gear. Captain, you have that great sword. Can, can we have that? Oh, I'm not using it, so... So we're going to put the sexy great sword on the top. Alan... You've got that plus one shield that's proven so useful. Can we use that? Oh, you can just have that. Okay, so I keep that for me now, and I put my old shield that looks fancy <laughs> it's actually, it's down. It's a plus three. Oh, hold. I get half a boner <laughs> when I touch it, and it makes me so happy. So I take the symbol of Moonhammer off my shield, and I just, like, punch it into place on her good one. Uh, but then I also take, I think I've got two silvered, light war hammers, and I'm going to put those on top so it looks like weapons made of silver. Okay, so we got the yeah. plus one, the two silvered ones. That's pretty good. I, I won't make you roll for that because that, that does sound appealing. And then you, how are you getting it out to the boat? Is it nighttime or daytime? Yeah, it's what nighttime. We, yeah, so that point, yeah. should make sneaking easier. Quinny instructs the group on, you know, the principles of, like, moving from shadow to shadow and things like that, keeping up against, like, structures and not standing in the middle of open areas. I'll throw, yeah. like, my cloak over the armor so that I'm all kind of tucked in. So mm-hmm. I look tall, but I'm generic, not, not yeah, yeah. giant plate mail. <laughs> hey, that, 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 no, he's just a tall guy. I yeah. thought maybe he was an armor guy. <laughs> hey, he's just a tall guy. Sorry, just to clarify, the loot boat is a distraction. You guys are going in on a different ship? No, or? we ride the loot boat hidden under, like, a tarp. So there's loot up front. It looks like the whole boat's loot. I see. Okay, but yeah. we're all 
sneaky. And then one of us is apparently at the ass end, just like pushing it from behind, kicking. Who's pushing the boat? God damn it. So (laughs) I, I, we get to the boat or whatever, and I'm in this cloak, and then we have to take the cloak off. I'm like, guys, the cloak is the tarp for the the rest of the boat. Listen, I understand what we're saying. All I'm saying is, shut up. Uh, (laughs) I take my armor off, then I tie it in a neat little bow, and then I put it on the boat. It's the old Peter Parker special. You're just like webbing it to the corner of the boat. Yeah, and then I point to Quinny, and I say... This fucking gets on that boat, though, because if this sinks, I'm going to have a real problem with you. It's up to me to keep the yes. boat from sinking? No, no, no. Just my stuff. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, so I, I go at the back. I sling the the shield and moonlight bringer on my back just in case, because I'm like, if I do need to jump up and start punching people, I'm not digging through a bindle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be the one hiding in the back, kicky pushy. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I need the three people in the boat to please roll me stealth checks and Ryan, I'll have you roll me an athletics check, please. Six total. 20. 25 total. Yeah, I got a seven. Splash, 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 splash. Well, no, no, because I'm not, I'm not trying to stealth. I'm just trying to push. Like, okay. So I'm imagining I just, I'm pushing the boat. Like, yeah, so I'll take my time. You, uh, you push the boat out into the water and you're kind of doing one of those like running pushes down the beach. But then as you actually hit heavy water, the boat just kind of drifts out of your hands and starts drifting towards the ship. You can probably catch it, but you'll need to swim. Yeah, great. Quinny, you're exhausted, so your stealth is you kind of snoozing. I'll oh. be quiet if I pass out. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell uh, me when we get there. Captain Roberts, you've hidden in enough attack boats. This is you know, business as usual for you. Alan, um, as is often the way, you're pretty excited to be part of a sneaky boarding party. So I think there's occasional giggles as well as uh, when you see Butthole like back on the beach, you're like, Butthole, come on. And all you see is I'm like treading water forward like a really big confused dog. It's just like one raised middle finger pops up for a second and then I keep swimming towards you. Uh, Oh, wait a second. No. I have advantage on stealth checks with my cloak. Whoa. Go ahead. <laughs> Reroll. Aw, yeah. hell yeah. 17. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, so, uh, I totally so forgot about that. That all still happens, uh, but then suddenly Quinny starts awake and he looks over and he realizes that you've been perfectly silent. Just <laughs> his nightmares of stealth are <laughs> Alan's joy. Um, cool. Okay. So, uh, so, yeah, so the boat's perfectly quiet. But hold on, I'm going to say you can kind of, like, dog paddle your way over. I think it's going to be less like a, a Hulk push and swim and more just kind of like a gentle guiding the boat along so that it doesn't... Uh, yeah, we got to stay subtle. I've done these ambushes before. You can see the mercenaries up on the deck of uh, the Pooh Hound. It's not dissimilar from the situation that on the Deathwind, except there's no Trogdor to keep people in line. So... They're mercenaries. They're all dressed in very loud, like, red and yellow. Think, like, medieval times level garish, like, stuff. You can tell that uh, Bumbershoot, he has, like, a a badly painted Warhammer fantasy version in his head of what being a pirate (laughs) looks like. There's, you know, pinions everywhere. Like, it's, it's an overdone boat. And so you're able to see them pretty easily. They don't seem to notice you. Um, you can tell security's kind of lapsed. This is your favorite kind of boat to steal from. Uh, so you see someone boat. walk by, but he doesn't seem to notice uh, there's anything amiss just yet. The second guy is a little bit more aware and kind of notices uh, boat full stuff floating. And he kind of uh, just raises, like, not an alarm, but just sort of a, oh, it looks like there's a small boat approaching off the uh, starboard bow there. Couple people come over and look at it, and one of them's like, "Oh, is there a sword on that?" Uh, can you guys roll me stealth checks? Those of you who are still on. Eleven total. Eight. Twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> the person who's really kind of squinting and looks at it sees a bit of movement on the boat, but it's hard to tell whether it's just the wind or uh, what it is. He says, "You know, I, I think I think I saw something move. I don't know what this is. I don't like this. Uh, we should keep this thing at distance. One of us should go down and check it out, but um, don't let it near the ship. I mean." Bumbershoot would be gently frustrated if we let anything bad happen to the ship. <laughs> they start to uh, lower um, another dinghy down with a couple guards on it um, who look to be coming over to check things out. Uh, one of them's armed with a crossbow that it keeps kind of like trained on the boat. The other one's got a uh, halberd, so like a, a tall axe. I would like to take this opportunity to cast a fog cloud between us and the ship. Okay. I don't think I've ever used that before either. Basically, I can um, cast a sphere of fog with like a 20-foot radius, hmm. any point within uh, 120 feet. It lasts up to an hour. I lean up to the boat from behind and I whisper, Alan, you could have done that earlier, <laughs> but it's really cool. Uh, okay, I got a follow-up question there. 
boss, considering now it's real foggy, what if we all just swim to the boat and climb on because no one can see? Because we like some of the stuff we're keeping on this boat. Like like what? We got my armor, but I can take that. Oh, all right. <laughs> you don't want to kill anybody. We could just kill these guys. Or call captain. I'm not saying we can't kill anybody. This is really unclear from a leader. <laughs> Connie says, oh, hell yeah, and takes out his two hand crossbows. <laughs> okay, I'm on team murder. Stay in the boat. <laughs> I'm going to stay hidden behind the boat. But I'm going to swim around and try to climb into the other boat when it gets here. <laughs> can you roll me a stealth check, please, Ryan? Yes, I can. 20 total. So the guy with the crossbow is like, huh, another sudden fog. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Seems reasonable. <laughs> he rolled a three. <laughs> he's, he's into Yay. it. Um, and the guy with the halberd's like, oh, yeah, it's like the drifts down here. And they're like, oh, yeah, the drifts. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, They don't see the Apocalypse Now-esque bald head <laughs> just appear from behind. <laughs> like, oh, man, some, some turbulence there. Our boat kind of rocked. And then one of them starts to turn around. Well, <laughs> sometimes people got to die. So I'm going to fucking brain him with the war. <laughs> Two, two-handed, right to the head. Okay. <laughs> Roll to hit with advantage. He's an unsuspecting man looking the other direction in a fog. <laughs> 18 to hit. Oh. Yep. 13 damage. Oh. <laughs> he crumples. And I grab the other one by the neck and I say, say a word and I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> but like subtle in his face. He, he does... Uh, that classic R.L. Stein, I opened my mouth to scream and no words came out, where he just opens his mouth. And you can hear in the back of his throat, he's like quiet screaming in horror, but he, he got the message. And I take an apple out of my back pocket and I just put it in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, not, not hard enough to hurt him, just like just fill in the void. That's even more terrifying to him. And he uh, wets himself. I'm okay with that. He's really worried you're going to eat him. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to eat you, but I will kill you. So just to be clear, <laughs> homicide is still on the table. Uh, and then our boat bumps into the other boat. And I'm like, guys, get in. <laughs> and then I kick the other body off the back of the boat before the captain sees. I'm like, I didn't have to kill anybody. <laughs> so you kick the crumpled spine man off the back. Yeah. He uh, drops into the water and sinks. You now have possession of the second boat and you have a, a terrified man with an apple in his mouth. I grab my armor and switch it to our new boat. Have you okay. got all your stuff? Am I free of responsibility over your things? Oh, then I pick up my two war hammers and I take those. And then I'm like, okay. yeah, you're good. All right. So I turn. I'm like, Captain, this guy might be able to bluff us onto the boat unless you got a better idea. No, I, I think we should use him. Everything has such weight when you say <laughs> just like I take. That's why she's the captain. I, know, it's I like, take the <laughs> apple out of his mouth yeah. and I just say, listen, what's what's your name? But you got to be quiet or my small friend will murder you. Hi. He's the murderer. <laughs> I just do what I have to. <laughs> I do what I want. What's your name? Um, my name's Hasark. That's a terrible name. <laughs> Listen, we don't need to be mean. He's having a rough night, I promise. Um, he, like, uh, my, my friend uh, just died. Sh- sh- Separate causes, unrelated. That's, that, that's better. Having a long day. That's what you say. Good. Now, when we go back to your boat in the fog, is there like some sort of passcode or bullshit you have to say for them to know you're all right? Yes, they'll say, how many cheers for bumper shoot? And you have to say, huzzah, three times. That's our code. So here's the deal. I hate this guy. I hate him so much. I agree. This is a terrible security system. (laughs) Now, there were two guys who came out on this boat and one just disappeared. Uh, Did they need to hear two voices or one? Just just one if just one's coming up. You're going to say the huzzahs when they ask you to, and you're going to do it normal. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, have, have you ever had to say the word huzzah? There's no normal way to do it. You don't want to know the things I've had to do. <laughs> Very good. We turn their boat around, and we paddle back over to the boat, and I'm like, Alan, you got your cloak at the back. Quinny, you're mm-hmm. a good climber. You guys can climb up the side of the boat away yep. from where we go. We'll go up right behind him. And I start strapping on my armor while I'm giving this speech. And I'm like, I'm going up right behind him. And then, Captain, you fall and you just fucking murder everybody. Like, I'll stand there looking cool. All right. Or give a speech. Your dealer's choice. Uh, so we're, we're just going to go for our ambush boat. As you uh, come up uh, alongside the poo hound up on the God, deck. I hate hit. that you say that every time. <laughs> oh, you, you hate that I say it? Yeah. No, you'll never guess how I feel about it. <laughs> Guys, we're keeping that name. I want to be clear. I feel Patreon Tasco keeping that name. <laughs> you hear a couple people up on the deck, 
And uh, they seem to be discussing the fog. And one of them's like, you know, I, I read the weather report. I uh, got the scroll on the island today. And it didn't say anything about this. And they're just like, ah, weather mages. They never get it right. And then uh, they kind of hear the bump of the boat against the side. And they, they How many cheers for bumper shoot? Poor Passark in your arms is like, huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. And then very begrudgingly, everyone on the boat, you hear one collective, huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I whisper into Patsark's ear and I like take his the halberd and I like just let it sink quietly into the water. And I'm like, dude, you sit right here. And then when we take over this boat, I'm going to get you a present. Uh, and then oh my God. he sits and I start climbing up onto the boat. <laughs> so you've managed to successfully climb up onto the ship. It's still foggy. Nearby, you can see a couple of guards kind of looking through the fog, trying to figure out if you're one of the two guys who went down. You have the chance to do one thing. What do you do? I'm secretly climbing up the boat as well. Yep. I think I want to climb up to the helm where they would be steering from. If I'm going to pilot this thing, I'm going to get to the wheel as quick as I can. Okay, so Quinny's going for the wheel. Uh, Captain Roberts, what are you doing? Well, me and Butthole are together, right? Yeah. So we're going to climb up and let's fight. I just nodded, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Alan, you're bringing up the rear? I'm maintaining the fog because it requires concentration. Wise decision. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave Alan in the boat. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll, fl- I'll fly up once shit starts going down and, and the party's getting started. I'll fly up. She's just supervising fly poor Pazark. With my, with my cloak of the bat. Of course. I can fly now. All right. So, uh, Captain <laughs> Roberts, there's um, a guard kind of walking up uh, to the right of you. What do you do? Grab my weapon and try and stab him. <laughs> All right, Uh, so can you please roll me an attack? Ten. Ten will hit. Uh, So this is for your first attack. Fifteen. So he just kind of is is looking forward, uh, trying to see who's there, and uh, suddenly there's just a a slight coldness in his chest, and uh, he just sinks to the ground uh, wordlessly. Uh, Butthole, there's someone uh, coming up on you as well, being like, you you look look bigger than the guy we sent down. Where's Pasek? Captain said we're fighting, so (laughs) fucking Warhammer to the head. (laughs) He's going to try to take this guy alive, but orders are orders. <laughs> 21 to hit. That'll hit. Six damage. You crunk him in the side of the head, and he kind of is shocked, falls to one knee, and it's, it's kind of like starts to choke, and he's like, help, help, intruders. And you kind of hear people be like, what? How many huzzahs? <laughs> Can I fall on him? <laughs> just to shut him up? Like, I'm just holding the shield in front of me, just full body weight directly just, on the uh, guy. Just pulling a, a chief at the end of one floor of the cuckoo's nest. You just... Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> haven't seen it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, go ahead. So um, I guess athletics to see if you can fall the right way. Natural 20. You you just you crush him. You, <laughs> you, you hit the ground and, and you're like... Beer can again? <laughs> <laughs> you hit the ground and you're just like, shh, shh. And then you lift your shield up and it's really red and you're like, (laughs) and I look back to where I know Alan is and I'm like, this shield is awesome. (laughs) You can hear someone in that sort of distance like, I guess no huzzahs. Well, that's good. So Quinny, roll me a stealth check, please. 14. So you're able to creep to the helm. There's no one at the helm right now. Okay. It's a sort of a standard pirate ship wheel. It looks like there's um, sort of a, a safety that's been clicked to uh, stop it from turning unnecessarily. From what you can tell uh, from having been on the death wind, you know the anchor's down. But let's get stupid. I'm going to remove the safety. Okay. My friends, which side did we come? We came with the starboard side, I yep. believe. Okay. So I will say, uh, man over on the port side as loud as I can. Can you roll me a deception check, please? 13. They're like, I didn't hear anyone. Did, did anybody hear a splash? I yell splash. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a deception check at disadvantage, please. 14. Did somebody just yell splash? Okay, yeah, I don't like this at all. And you can hear kind of like weapons being drawn and uh, crossbows being locked. They haven't detected you yet, but no, they didn't buy your saying splash. God damn it. I wish I had something to throw over. Is there like a barrel or something nearby that I can just flip over the side? Or, is it, or we pass that. Like, you're going to do that now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's stuff yeah. you can throw overboard if All you right. want. Yeah, I'm going to throw something overboard on the port side. Oh, guys, I heard it. <laughs> I've rolled a one, so I guess that's, that's fair. Great. Must have, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those sound things where, you know, it takes a while for sound, sound to reach you. Yeah, 
the sea's scary. <laughs> so uh, they all start, you um, can hear people kind of like rushing over the port side yeah. and they're, you know, like uh, they're lowering a dinghy and they're leaning over that railing to look for them. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Hard turn to the other way. <laughs> Flip everybody off this boat. So you, you spin the wheel so dramatically and the boat just gently starts to drift. <laughs> the other way because you just turn the rudder a different way. So, I'm still figuring out how to be yeah, a pilot. It, it's, it's turning and they're like, oh, we, we, we're drifting. Oh, the safety must have called. Say, someone go check the helm. I yell splash. No. <laughs> <laughs> Roll deception check at a disadvantage. Deception again, uh, 13. They're like, oh God, someone else went overboard. <laughs> I'm going to dust my hands off and say, my work here is done. Everyone is distracted and in disarray. The ship is ours. So the ship is drifting gener- like gently to starboard. People are going down, sending out search parties off the port bow. I'm going to lean over to our captain and just say, Captain, we can either murder everybody, your call, <laughs> or do you want to try to get fancy? Because I know sailors are all susceptible to spookiness, and I can make you look real spooky. I am the famous pirate queen. Hell yeah, you're going to give a great speech. So I, over her shoulder, I just raise Moonlight Bringer over my head uh, and I just blast the light to like burn the fog away from her. And I cast Thaumaturgy, which I can cast uh, to cause up to three effects simultaneously. So I make all of the torches or other fires lighting at the top of the ship just burn bright red. Then I make her eyes glow red with flames, uh, and then I amplify her voice to five times the normal amount directed towards the guys on that side of the ship. I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> so, uh, Captain Roberts, what would you like to say to the uh, horrified crew? Join me or die. <laughs> Classic opener. Uh, so can you roll me an intimidation check, please? 22 total. Yep, they are indeed a cowardly and superstitious lot. And they say, my God, the sea witch, she lives. And one of them's like, um, pardon me, ma'am, uh, don't don't mean to speak out of turn. Would we have to say huzzah on your behalf? Absolutely not. We fucking work for you now. <laughs> okay, good. And they all immediately start taking off the stupid the things that they've been wearing over their like leather armor and stuff. And they're like, hey, where'd, where'd, uh, where'd Passark go? Passark's in the boat. He's fine. Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> I look over to the other two dead bodies and I'm like, as a sign of the sea witch's good faith... And I put a hand on each of them and I cast Revivify twice. Oh, let me double check something. Does Revivify put... I can't return a missing limb. So I can bring (laughs) one of them back to life. I won't cast it on the other one. So the one she stabbed, I'm bringing back to life. So uh, suddenly with a horrible scream, he uh, he awakens. He looks down at his chest and uh, looks up at all of you. And he's like, oh, back here again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you owe this lady a favor. And while I'm saying that, I'm like edging the other body over the edge with my foot. (laughs) It falls, like, right past Passark, and he's like, ah! <laughs> Then I reach down, I'm like, come on up, buddy. And I tell Passark, and I'm like, listen, we're fair, and I told you you get a present. So I'm like, you can go in the captain's quarters, and you can take one thing. This is going to kill Quinny. No, Quinny's going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> this is simple. He goes in, he comes out with the fanciest hat you've ever seen. Like, this is a fancy fucking hat. Really good feather. It makes that one that uh, Mudbutt bought look like garbage. <laughs> it comes out and he's like, this is Captain Bumbershoot's favorite hat. And then he throws it on the ground and he just stomps the hell out of it. And he's like, vive la sea witch! <laughs> Great. So I fist bump him and I say, Alan, come on up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just hear him like over, over on the starboard. So I'm like, do you guys need this fog anymore? No. All right. <laughs> and just, then all... The, I, I just teleport up to the And to all the, the guys are like, Oh, magic fog. And then the one guy who was like ripping on the weather person was like, I, you know what? I, I take it back. I, I was, They're I was just doing their best. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, it's an unforgiving job. We're all just doing our best. Um, hey so, everyone. I'm Alan. I'm your new spellcaster. Hi, Alan. <laughs> Three huzzas for Alan. No, no, no. no, no that's done. Thank God. Oh, this is the best. They're like so happy. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then, for if you do, you will be assisting the Dum Dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes. You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. All right, Quinny's the pilot, everybody. My name's Butthole, first mate. You know the sea witch, Captain Badass. Uh, let's get this fucking thing moving. The crew goes to work. They start, you know, pulling up anchor. Again, they were all mercenaries to begin with, so this isn't really... They were like rent-a-cops. Like, this isn't really a huge loss for them. Mm. You take the uh, the boat sort of down the coast. Uh, you're able to get your the rest of your crew on board. And then I'm going to say you take it just a wee bit out to sea, a little bit further away. Uh, but there is still the problem of the name. So, Captain yeah. Roberts, what do you want to do about this name? Oh, it's got to go. All right. So you find a uh, fine bottle of wine in the captain's quarters with which you can rechristen the boat. What would you like to call it? The Sea Witch. Poo yes. Hound. We've got the new Sea Witch. Yep. So, all right. But I will agree to this solely on one requirement. And I look to all the cool oarsmen and I'm like, our battle chant is Poo Hound over and over again. <laughs> You're big and scary. We definitely didn't see what you definitely didn't do to that guy you pushed overboard. So sure, Poo Hound it is. All right. Then, yeah, I'm good, Captain. Do what you want to do. <laughs> so you've got your ship, you've got your crew. This is good news. Uh, the next thing to figure out collectively and also for you, Captain, is um, do you want to try and seek out your lost first mate, gunner, and navigator? I mean, you guys are great, but I got to be loyal to my crew. I, I got to find that. them. I can respect that. You suspect the best place to start would be at um, one of the taverns on the island. That being said, the parlay should probably be wrapping up right around now. You actually hear a bell from the mainland. Um, and some, there's sort of some commotion and stuff. Do you want to try and get back to the mainland, or are you just going to like hang out offshore until things die down? If we know your boys, and they're probably not here. We just stole a boat. I don't think that's going to go well after, essentially, in the eyes of the pirates, destroying another boat. Should we just like 
bone out or do you want captain you're a badass do you want to do like a circle of the bay and just fire as many shots into parked undermanned boats as we can and get the fuck out of here neither of those plans sound good all, all right, right. So well well let's, let's let's hear plan c yeah what, what's our priorities here we need to find out what happened to your crew mm-hmm. quinny where were we going sorry what where were we going like when we started <laughs> oh uh that's a good question I'm just trying to think if we have an end game in this yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, we were getting a ride with uh, Anaka Yang Ayung, and we were going to ask her where we were going, and then she was turned to stone and dropped to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, then we're just pirates now. I'm cool <laughs> with this. All right, yeah, yeah let's yeah, yeah, as long as we don't ever go back <laughs> to the mainland, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, Quinny, uh, you've had bigger things in your mind for a while, and that's mm-hmm. all rough, but you're thinking about how much time has passed since you left, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you guys had missed last year's Thiefies. Mm-hmm. By like a month or two. Right. The new thiefies are going to be coming up pretty soon. So maybe if you were to help Captain Roberts reobtain her crew, fully staff her ship, possibly get revenge on um, the Death Wind. Yeah. I mean, maybe she'd be good enough to drop you off in time to hit the big show. Yeah, and that kind of gels with my just my general thing of like, you've got a tight group of people that you trust and rely on, and I can totally identify with that, and you want to find them, and I totally get that. So I have no problems to like helping you find your crew anyway. Also, it, it's a means an end, means to an end for me as well because I would be a prisoner on a demon bone ship if it weren't for you. Uh, so yeah, this all works out. What do we think for getting intel? Like generally speaking, um, the best place to get information in pretty much any town is going to the tavern, kind of listening around, asking for for questions. That being said, you know your crew, so you know that Boots was particularly mysterious. You never really everyone liked Boots, but don't really got much from Boots. So you really have no idea where he could have gone. In terms of Sully, he's a pretty stand-up guy. You think he'd probably try and find something. Plus, you trust him, and you know that uh, when he was training you, he was kind of like, you know, oh, if you ever have to go to ground, it's best to find somewhere you can hide out in plain sight where no one knows, which is kind of why you disguised yourself. So you think he'd probably be working a job somewhere, if he could, uh, if he hadn't found another boat or died. Anyone's guess on good old uh, Slim Jim. He uh, wasn't known for his discretion, so pretty much anything could have happened to him. But you think that based on your reputation and also the reputation of your crew, if you ask around, you could probably get some answers. I think we should go into the island and see what we can find. Can we go back into the port where we stole the boat or should we just park on a beach somewhere? If you were to give it a few days, you mm-hmm. could probably return to any of the ports. You can also redress the ship now that you've rechristened it. You, like right now it's it's that. dressed up like the Pooh Hound. Like a douchebag's boat. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a douchebag's boat. So you could de-douchify the boat mm-hmm. and then it's your boat. Mm-hmm. And also as, you know, the dread pirate, Robert's like, they're going to listen to you if you're like, this is my boat now. Everyone's going to be like, mm-hmm. Um, So let's go around the corner park and make this boat sexy. It's time for a makeover. Yeah. (laughs) You walked into my life and I never really looked at The boat's like, tell me I wasn't a bet. Yeah. (laughs) The boat just takes its glasses off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you've been beautiful the whole time. Let me take the boat to prom. (laughs) Let's say we've, we've got only so much time, so probably everybody gets one sort of aesthetic choice. So we tear it down to neutral. Everything that's crap is gone what are we doing with the boat captain i think you should go first i definitely want to get into the captain's quarters and clean all that shit out <laughs> nice and just make it me you know i love it so captain's quarters are being space. redone okay yeah. where do the captain captain's Roberts quarters look nesting. like now they used to have like lots of fancy cushions there was like very expensive furniture from all around uh, all around the world he was a fan of what Ian Faerun would go as like sort of avant-garde art. So sort of like cubist stuff, which really doesn't make a lot no. of sense back then. How do you make it yours? Well, bare bones, strip down, get some like rugs, cushions, candles, some scented candles. Because I was a slave for like a year, you guys. I need some like self-care. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to take that broadsword that I stole. No, that I won. <laughs> there we go. And I'm going to put it over the mantelpiece and just cross my arms and look at it and say, yeah, or I. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, captain's quarters are now minimalist, but good. Yep. Uh, there's a delightful scent coming from them. I think generally speaking in terms of how you guys are, are pulling this off, I think you're sending like small boats into town to like buy stuff and bring mm-hmm. it back. So successful trip. Yeah, this is, now it feels like the sea witch. Butthole, what are you going to add? All right, so with the captain's permission, I promote Slutty Dave to head cannoneer. So Dave's in charge of the cannons. And we take all the shit that got removed from the captain's quarters and we turn it into like lacy, frilly, gorgeous outfits. Like head to toe, 
They all look like King Charles from the 1700s, like just the craziest ermine mink feathered hat stuff. Uh, and we dress all of the cannoneers like that. So <laughs> the cannons, they, they look amazing. They've got like paintings around them. Like it's just so fucking fancy. And everybody's dressed to the motherfucking nines. We've never looked <laughs> fancier. But because they were the former slaves, they've got this like hardened fucking look to them. Yeah. Like like they, they're like scars and muscle and armor. But over the top, it's just this like beautifully dainty outfit. So when you look at that crew, you're like, they'll fucking kill you. But they know what they're wearing. Yeah. And uh, when you're done, uh, you know, you're you're looking over your handiwork. And all of a sudden, you feel strong arms around your shoulders. You turn, and there's Slutty Dave's grizzled visage. And he just says, I've, I've never been happier. Thank you. And there's a single tear rolling down his cheek. And then I hollow out Trogdor's head. Jesus. And I make it into the fanciest hat. And I make like a, <laughs> like a, a full frill of feathers that goes around. So it's like one of the Roman, like Roman centurion helmets yep. where it sticks up. And then it's Trogdor's like upper jaw and eyes. And I give it to him as like a super frilly fancy helmet. And it's got like a trailing cape of like different braids made of silk. And I'm like, this is for you. Normally, they call me Slutty Dave. Now, I'm Thankful Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Another 10 minutes, I'll be Slutty Dave. <laughs> and I put, a, I put a hand on Slutty Dave's shoulder and I'm like, you can be thankful and slutty. Don't let people limit you, Dave. Praise Moonhammer. Praise Moonhammer. And uh, he, he goes back to the crew. And yeah, they are, they're like, they're super proficient. They're loading the cannons. Uh, and they look fucking great. Alan, what, are you, uh, what do you want to do with the ship? Is there like a, a section, I guess, like, like the prow that like juts out? Yes. Okay. I just want to like put like a railing kind of around it. So I, that's going to be my spot. So like <laughs> if we're like in battle or something, I'm just going to be fucking there in the middle of it so I can cast fucking spells at everything nice. that we're coming up to. Right. So a spell perch. Yeah. A howda. A howda. How about you, Quinny? We're going to throw a new coat of paint on this ship and we're also going to buy some new sails. Uh, and we're looking for aquatic camouflage, sort of like the, the wavy kind of pattern to kind of match like the dark blue of the ocean and stuff like that. Also dark enough to kind of blend in especially well at night, that kind of thing. So it's sure. like a very, very dark, murky blue with a bit of gray in there and some blacks overlapping. And that pattern follows up the sails as well. And I go over some like, I get some like white reflector paint, but I draw like safety lines for all the crew so they don't like fall off. Like you can't see it from the side because there's railings, but so like our people aren't like, I'm safe. And they're like, I'm in the ocean. <laughs> like it keeps the crew safe. Why am I wearing this frilly outfit? Yeah. It's in my way. <laughs> I'm going to say you're one of the people who goes into the store to, to do this. And you, you know, you're kind of ordering people around and um, you see this uh, sort of uh, fabric merchant who's just like, can't believe they screwed up my order so badly. Who mixes dark navy blue with black? How am I possibly going to move all these reams of fabric? And you're like, and I say, hello. hello. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, a few hours later, the ship's being painted. It's a little hard because the ship is still in the water, so yeah. there's only really so much you can do. But uh, it definitely looks sleek and battle-worthy now. No longer Ooh. looks like someone's parade float that went to sea. Nice. Okay, cool. Captain, you get to uh, raise a flag of your choice. So uh, what kind of symbol would be on your, your pirate flag? Skull and crossbones, but the skull's wearing a tiara on it. Nice. nice. <laughs> awesome. That's good. I just want to pitch this as a first totally mate. Should the skull have horns? Yes. <sighs> that's, that's the most sensible thing you've ever said, that whole. Guys, we are such a natural fit in command of this ship. I, I, a moment, minute ago, I was just a butthole, and now I'm a thankful slutty Dave. <laughs> like, honestly, th this could just be a fade to black on the entire podcast. <laughs> you guys just live happily on the sea. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, as we know, happy endings do not always come for pirates. So you paint the ship. You've got the ship up in, in working order. You can see the other vessels have departed off to uh, pirate again. I mean, people are coming and going, but it seems like things are kind of returning to, uh, to normal. Um, on the island. So uh, you feel like it'd be safe to go ashore. Nice. Uh, oh, Goblin Jr.'s with us. He's He was napping with the crew for a long time, and I was cool with it. Goblin Jr.'s addition to the, sh the ship was um, near the captain's quarters. There was like the, the former first mate's quarters. Uh, and in there, there was a, a cage with a brightly colored creature inside that Goblin Jr. freed. And went, Argh! and he went, snarf, snarf. And thus was born... <laughs> Parrot Jr., Scourge of the Seas. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself as a DM? <laughs> He's not going with you at the end of the okay, adventure. He lives go. on the ship. Okay. He rides Goblin Jr.'s back up, and I, like, introduce him to the captain, and I'm like, this is Captain Sea Witch. Uh, this is... <laughs> it's Captain Roberts. Snarf, snarf. Parrot Jr. 
And then the parrot just flies up and lands on your shoulder. That's fine. <laughs> and the parrot looks around and goes, that's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> you should know that uh, before before I made this, uh, when I was playing this episode, I literally just wrote down a list of things I like about pirates. <laughs> I'm like, all of these will show up at some point. Parrots. That's beautiful. Before we uh, head ashore, folks, I just want to make sure we're all aware of this, that there's probably at least two parties out there that are kind of pissed at us. Captain Bumbershoot, well, the former Captain Bumbershoot, and whatever retinue he brought ashore with him. It's just Mr. Bumbershoot. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and uh, the former, well, still maybe the captain, uh, Kazrad, with mm. whatever retinue he brought ashore with him, because they probably haven't left the island unless they hitched a ride with one of the other pirates. Well, I'd say Bumbershoot doesn't know that we stole the shit. That's true, because we're coming back in a totally new boat. We so. didn't send anyone ashore. No, we no, can. No. So that's a mystery to him. Okay. Yeah, we'll, that's we'll, leave, we'll leave his guys on the boat with a slightly we're larger, larger number of our own guys. What looks like a new ship, too. So it's like, I don't know what happened to your ship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not, we just I mean, have... it, it looks like my ship. <laughs> yeah. It's not nearly as fancy. <laughs> I mean, Kazrad, now there is a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were there like muskets, like old school cool pirate shit uh, in the place or what is it? Yes. Yeah, there's muskets. So I'd say when we go ashore, we can probably bring like a retinue of some uh, like slutty Dave and the boys and we'll just arm to the teeth. Like we'll bring backup. All right. And uh, amongst the uh, captain's gear, Bella, you find that uh, Bumbershoot had a, a rather fine flintlock pistol. So it's still not your pistol, but it's a lot closer than what you've been carrying. So you can take that with you. Okay. So do you want to come at this from the west port or the east port? Stole the ship in west port. We go land in east port. I agree. Cool. Captain's orders. East port tis. <laughs> so I turn to the crew and I go, Yar, take us to east port. We, we don't really do that. Okay. That's, that's, that's a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. What are your orders, Kevin? <laughs> I mean, we'll go to east port, but just don't use that voice. Oh, okay. Let's just go to East... <laughs> Quinny, take us to Eastport. Aye. <laughs> That's right, fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Um, Quinny, it's your first time uh, piling a ship, but you know... With, with <laughs> Crashes it into the forward <laughs> box. Yeah. Splash. Splash. The end. Um, can you roll me a uh, navigation trick, please? So 20 is the total. Great. So you spent enough time figuring out kind of how to do this. I learned that, a lot with that initial that initial trick turn. I tried yeah, to pull. yeah, there you go. Exactly right. <laughs> so um yep, so you're able to guide the ship um, sort of around the horn of the island and into Eastport. So you pass under sort of a, a very old but still functional lighthouse mm-hmm. um, that uh, that's uh, lit by, you know, like a giant burning flame with reflectors and everything. And uh, you pass into the port. So you're able to moor your ship up to a dock, still deep enough that uh, you can you can do that. Okay. And uh, you're able to go ashore. I back it in nice and easy. You easy, parallel park. Easy. <laughs> and handbrake. So I <laughs> I put together our going to shore team. I have Slutty Dave pick his top five guys. They've each got a musket. I mean, like four pistols apiece, like loading for it. They've all got swords. Like they're fucking ready and look sick. Uh, and then I turn back to the crew, uh, and I've made another one of those like wide brim floppy hats. But I took Trogdor's lower jaw and all his teeth and decorated it crocodile Dundee style. <laughs> and I'm like, Stinky Pete, step forwards. And he does. And I give him the hat, and I'm like, While we're away, you're the captain now. So he's in charge of security. And I tell him, Anybody fucks around, you just light up every boat in the harbor. I'll like, put some stank on him, sir. Oh, I fucking love you so much, Stinky <laughs> Pete. And then I turn to the captain. And I'm like, Ready to go ashore? Let's go, captain. Excellent. You make your way down into uh, the sort of like pirate town. Whereabouts do you want to go? So to refresh your memories, there's uh, Crazy Alvex used ships. There is Scrollington's bookseller, scroll seller, the Refined Gentleman Bar, the Grog Barrel. Uh, there's the sort of town square. Uh, there's quote, quote, borrowed stuff. And then in the sort of further away, if you travel out of town, there's Dead Man's Drop and uh, the Temple of the Forgotten God. Well, knowing my crew, they'll be getting a drink right now if they're here. Mm. So let's go to the Grog Barrel. Excellent. So the Grog Barrel is sort of in the shape of a large overturned barrel. You can tell it's been built with pieces of various shipwrecks over the years. As you sort of pass through the door, you can see that there's actually a very boring building under the shell, but that the shell kind of adds some local flavor. So you walk in and you're immediately hit by that like stale pub smell of just like food that's cooked a little bit too long, perma beer, but it's warm. There's a fire going in in one corner. Um, You can hear someone singing a shanty uh, off in the corner. Behind the bar, there's a large stone man. 
um, that looks like a golem who uh, is pouring beers. It takes him a little bit longer since he's made of stone. He has to do it very delicately, but uh, he seems to be ruthlessly efficient. Huh. You can see a, a dwarf um, sort of sitting in a booth off at the back who appears to be looking over a number of documents. And, yeah, you can hear a chef sort of cooking in the back and yelling out orders, and the golem will, you know, yell things back to back to him. Captain Roberts, two questions here. First of all, do you recognize anyone here as being your crew? No. All right. Second question. If your crew were to see you walking around the island, would they recognize you? I only ask because a couple days ago you were a tiefling man, so I just want to make sure you look the way they last saw you. Now I do, yes. Yeah, okay. Should we just wander around, like, making announcements that you're back? Mm. I like to keep it on the down low. I've noticed that about you. All right, so I turn to the room <laughs> and I just say, hey guys, I know we're here, but let's keep it on the down low. Oh, lovely. Uh, and then I order beers for Slutty Dave and his team. The bartender's name is Stoney. He was uh, activated by the uh, the old owner. You get to talking with him because as you do when you're you know making friends. And he was activated by the original owner of the Grog Barrel to serve as a bartender and to help keep shop. That guy died decades ago, but the golem never received other instructions. So he's just kept running the bar, and now he's just kind of a local fixture. Are you happy with this? Is this like a... I saw a touring play called Aladdin, where there was a genie who was trapped, and he wanted to not be trapped anymore. Like, are you happy here? Do you want to get freed up? Like, what's what's your endgame? Honestly, most of my people are made to fight, destroy, kill, maim. Me? I was made to party. <laughs> and quite frankly, this is a good life for a golem. I enjoy it very much here. But thank you for your concern. Equally tall but fleshier man. I like this guy. <laughs> so he uh, he pours you a drink and he pours some for your friends. And he'll be like, you said you brought five guys with you? Yeah, five guys. Slutty Dave and four backups. So uh, let's say uh, 20 gold will do it for the... Did we get any gold off of the ship? Or are we running off of our original stores? Uh, I'm going to say that you can each have 20 gold off of Bumbershoot's... Nice. Great. A little per diem. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I've spent mine. Quinny, as you walk in, um, you see uh, the dwarf in the, in the corner and he's, he's looking at a lot of documents, which sparks your memory that you took documents from the captain's quarters yes, I did. that you have not examined yet. Forgot about that. Thank you. Butthole, you're ordering any food? I'm out of gold, so no. <laughs> oh, I'll get you some food. I turn to the golem and I'm like, hey, man, we'd like 20 gold worth of food. <laughs> sure. I'm assuming five beers is 20 gold. Like, we're going to get screwed on the food, so <laughs> take what we can get. He calls back uh, to the, the... Do you guys do quesadillas? <laughs> Here we call them casadillas, but yes, and they're very good. I press them with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love that, and I love fajitas. Oh, well, here we call those fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> Learning a lot today. <laughs> oh, Keeping it's okay. Toes. It's a pirate island. Everything's wacky here. Look at me. I'm made of stone. And he yells, <laughs> hey, Sully, lots of fajitas and a bunch of casadillas. 20 gold's worth. Bella, from the back, you hear a, a very uh, familiar sound of your, your old mentor call back like, oh, man, that's, that's a lot of fajitas, but I'll get right on it, sir. And then you hear like the hiss of a grill and... So I assume of you've course. told us who we're looking for? Yes. Yeah. And you remember his old catchphrase, that's a lot of fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, you're like, ah, yes, my mentor. <laughs> so I, I lean forward to the golem and I say, listen, <laughs> my captain's a big deal. Obviously, we're, we're ordering the meals. I love this place. Now, a lot of fancy restaurants have what they call a chef's table. Or you can get a table that's in the kitchen and you see the food getting prepped. My cousin was a chef's table. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd, listen, it's her birthday. I'd like to send my captain to the chef's table. Would that be possible? Yes, just uh, give me a couple of minutes. And he like kind of like stomps out the back and you hear like a bunch of cutlery crash. <laughs> and he kind of comes out with a table and he puts it down and then he goes and gets a cloth and he puts a cloth over it. And he kind of looks at you sheepishly and uh, looks to you, Bella, and is like, ta-da. And I look at you and I say, happy birthday, Captain. It's the chef's table where you get to meet the chef. Yes, thank you, butthole. <laughs> That's all you're getting. So <laughs> she she goes and sits and I say, all right, I got I to gotta watch the room. So Slutty Dave goes through with the captain. <laughs> My treat, buddy. He stands a respectful distance from the table unless you choose to invite him to sit. Let Slutty Dave sit. He's earned it. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that greatly. And I want to come over and, and say, hey, can I have a seat here as well? Oh, my God. Uh, I <laughs> Does everyone just want to sit at the chef's table? Well, I mean, I just want to show you these, and I take out the documents. Quinny, it, it's her birthday. These are birthday cards. Just look at the fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> 
Quinny, slutty Dave seat is free over here. Come sit with the boys. You uh, you put the documents down, and um, Captain Roberts, they look like orders to you, which kind of, it, it seems like there's been some correspondence back and forth. You can tell that um, it would seem that uh, there was some talk of support and, and backup and everything, but Quinny, you notice that the symbol of the unseen hand is all over oh, these things. Come on. You know what? This isn't your problem. I'll take these back. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the worst birthday card in the world. <laughs> Bunch of gibberish. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at the bar, I am so embarrassed that I didn't think of making a birthday card that I have a napkin and I'm trying to scrawl a poem on it, but it's you, not very you, good. You, so you hear something like a grinding stone noise and you look up to see that um, Stony is winking at you and sliding you a nice piece of paper. Because he sees what you're doing, he wants nice. to help. Nice. So I take the paper and I say, thank you. And then he slowly ungrinds his eye open <laughs> and it goes back to serving. And then I look to Alan and I'm like, Alan, we need to come up with the best haiku ever. What's the haiku rules? Three lines. Three lines, yep. Uh, five syllables in the first, seven syllables in the second, five syllables in the third. Okay, I think we should go back and forth on this. I'll do the first and last, you do the middle. Okay. See which... Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> Today is your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you a captain now. <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.